Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, October 17th. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. As we take a look at the Grade 2 Lexus Raven Run, Jim, headlining the late pick four that will give folks a, a ticket for. It's $300,000 guaranteed late pick four. Uh, Raven Run, seven furlongs, three-year-old fillies. I got a little interesting east-west showdown here. Venetian Harbor has run uh, out of California well, but she's based there. And she's coming back across country to face four graces who won the Beaumont here. Um, and that same uh, week, Venetian Harbor was second in the Ashland. So but we know both horses like the track. They look like the top two choices. How do you see the Raven run? Yeah, I think they are the top two choices. I, I like Venetian Harbor, but I, I took a closer look at Four Graces, and uh, that Beaumont race here in July was, was incredible. I mean, the horse only only faced five horses, so that's you know that that's not uh, great, but she pulled away the stretch of one by four and three quarters. Um, at three to five, she's supposed to win that race, and she came back in the eight bells uh, on Derby Day in um uh, or Derby weekend, um, Oaks Day, I guess, and and disappointed there at four to five. Sconson ran her down. There was a, a pretty good pace there, um, so maybe she likes Keeneland a little bit, a little better than Churchill. Her numbers at Keeneland, the ninety six is her best race by far, but that puts her right here. And um, the one thing that makes me pick Venetian Harbor is her consistency. Uh, a lot of horses don't run well outside of California. This horse has got three seconds in a grade three and two grade ones outside of California. Now, granted, in in the test, she wasn't going to be Gamine if they go around again. But there's no, um, you know, there's no shame in, in finishing second in a grade one at Saratoga and a grade one at, at uh, Keeneland. Again, there's only five horses in those races, so that 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 kind of throws a curve to you that these horses are good. But they haven't they haven't beaten a big field yet. So for that reason, I'm I'm going to use the two in the in the uh, pick four. But I'm also going to look uh, a little bit deeper here. Um, Reagan's Edge for Sherry Devoe and Giroux ran in the Prioress at Saratoga, got beat by Frank's Rocket, who, who beat her in the Victory Ride at Belmont the race before. If she moves up, I think she's got a chance to. Um, to compete here. I'm not sure that she's as good as those top two, but her numbers certainly fit, and, and it wouldn't take that much of a move up. And then Secret Keeper on the outside for um, Clifford Sice and B.J. Hernandez. Um, this filly's getting better, comes out of Del Mar, so she's unknown on the East Coast. If she brings that form here, she's got two firsts and a second there. Um, Harvest Moon won her last race and came back and won the uh, another stakes race, so Secret Keeper might be a um, sleeper on the outside of the 10 hole. Venetian Harbor and Four Graces are the obvious horses, but Reagan's Edge might have a shot here. I went Four Graces. Uh, we talked to Ian Wilkes for the Today at Keeneland show, uh, interview that will air on the uh, show on Saturday with uh, Gabby Cadet and Scott Hazelton. And he said that he thought he had undertrained her a little bit for that last race. I asked him if he thought the, the hot pace was the problem, and he said he thought he'd undertrained her just a little bit. So she has had, a, uh, I think, four works since that race on Labor Day weekend, and one of them was a, a bullet. So she should be ready to fire her best shot, and I think she, uh, that race here at the Beaumont, if she can get back to that, and I think she can, I think she can win this. Um, but Venetian Harbor's, you know, right there with her. 
couple of other ones that are interesting to me. You mentioned one of them, Secret Keeper. That horse, with some improvements, only made, I think, three starts. So with some improvement, could uh, could be a player. And then Finite. This horse, back in February, was probably the early favorite for the Kentucky Oaks. And she fizzled out a little bit, came back off a break from the spring. They tried her in a turf race down at Kentucky Downs. She ran horribly, but Asmussen had one of those earlier this week that ran horribly in a turf race, got back on dirt and won. And I I don't pay any attention to that race at Kentucky Downs for her. Now, is she can she be good enough to beat these? Uh, I don't think – I'm not going to bet that she can, but that, that is an interesting one to, to keep an eye on if she um, gets back to as good as she was back in the winter. Uh, so those are the ones I'm going to focus on in this race and probably just going to limit myself to the top two when we get to the pick four, which starts in race seven. As I said, guaranteed $300,000 pick four. And it's for maiden two-year-old fillies, the about seven furlong distance. I ended up with thinking here. Uh, beat half of a good field at Kentucky Downs for Graham Motion and could certainly move forward in the second start. And uh, I think at this distance, being out on the outside is just fine. Um, Asmussen's been very good with his two-year-olds this year, so I'm going to take a, a long look at Willful Woman, the five. Um, the other ones I, I liked in here, three tipsy chicks for Ian Wilkes, uh, making the second start for Wilkes. That's often an improvement angle. The 10, Wicked, Wicked Bisu, Tom Amos' first-time starter. Real good connections on this one. She could be really good. So I'm going to have her on the ticket. If you want to go deeper, you might look at the other Asmussen out on the outside, Miner's Queen, uh, just because of uh, the barn she comes from. But um, I think I'm going to uh, stop there on this race, thinking the win pick for me in the seventh. How about you? I can't disagree with any of the horses that you that you talked about. Um, my top pick was probably uh, Three Tipsy Chicks. I love that name. That, that could have been named after a spring race at Keeneland during normal times. <laughs> walking out to the car with uh, carrying their shoes. I've seen that many, many times here. Unfortunately, not this fall. But three tipsy chicks for Ian Wilkes uh, coming off a Churchill race that, um, you know, she she didn't run great, uh, but but she didn't uh, she didn't disgrace herself, and the number 55 came back fairly strong. I'm going to use a couple of first-time starters in here. Miss Dial for Tom Amos, who's 18% first starters, and uh, Willful Woman for Asmussen, who's also 18% first starters. A horse you didn't mention, I'm going to use Belle Fiore for Sherry DeVoe, uh, only got to be four links at Churchill. Uh, Bayorano rides her back, and Bayorano is riding well here, even though he hasn't won a lot of races. He's He gets his horses in the right spots. That, that shows by his 10 in the money finishes to go along with his three wins. The other two, we could be suing thinking on the outside, certainly are there. Tom Amos is other first-time starter, and Graham Motion had coming out of a Kentucky Downs race on the on the turf, but that's a very good experience to get this horse ready for a seven-furlong dirt race. So we go six deep there. I looked at Brendan Walsh's uh, Philly Dottie. Uh, horse didn't run a step, got beat by 25 lengths the first time out, but did show some speed. It was only half length out, uh, or two and a half lengths out at the half mile pole, and went off at six to one. So she got some some serious play, and, and Brendan Walsh uh, has uh, has won with a maiden already here at this race tra- race meet. So six deep is about all I can go here, but you'll, you'll get to watch the board since it's the first leg of the big four. Eighth race is a high-level allowance. Non-winners of three lifetime. Three-year-olds it up a mile and an eighth on the turf course. Where did you land here? 
I only know Jonathan Thomas's horse, the Corelli, the seven horse. Uh, Giroux takes this mount. Uh, I think uh, you just draw a line through that uh, sword dancer. She almost, um, uh, he almost won the United Nations. Only got beat by a length and a half at, at Monmouth by Aquaphobia, who came back here and ran uh, uh, ran yesterday at Keeneland. Uh, the sword dancer, uh, mile and a half on a soft turf, obviously, uh, he didn't like the soft turf, and we're probably not going to get that on Saturday here. Jonathan Thomas is a very good campaigner who doesn't bring many horses here, but when he does, they are live, and this horse is extremely live in this in this race. And I, if, At 5-1, to one, I think he's worth a really good win bet. Don't Blame Rocket is an obvious contender here, uh, ran behind Digital Age and Factor This, who came back and won earlier at the meet. Ran behind Ivar uh, at Churchill, and Ivar, of course, came back and won the Shadwell here. So Don't Blame Rocket fits extremely well in here for Gaffleone and Norm Cassie. Midnight tea time for Joe Sharp uh, and Bachiza. A 97 buyer last time out at Kentucky Downs. Uh, stretches out to uh, a distance where he has won before. Uh, he uh, he ran the Sycamore here last year at uh, at a mile and a half at a mile and a half, and he and he so he's got the, the stamina. Um, I think there's no no doubt he'll he'll love the distance. So Joe Sharp with Midnight Tea Time. I'm going to stop with those three. I think those three get you through this leg of the pick four. But Corelli is my win pick. I ended up on the same horse. Ran uh, third in a Grade One back in July, and cutting back in distance here is another interesting angle for this horse. And I'm just going to forget about that last race and focus on that 99 buyer and the previous one for uh, Corelli. Uh, don't blame Rocket. Was really good back in the winter at the fairgrounds. And uh, if he can get back to that form, I think he's a big player. Uh, hierarchy, uh, two starts back, had a 99 buyer as well. And then Temple was the other one I took a look at just because of uh, coming out of the Maker Barn. And uh, anytime you're going long on the grass, um, you got to you know, pay attention there. Midnight Tea Time was another one I had uh, written down. So those are the ones that I liked in this race, but Corelli is the win pick for me. Now, the 10th race is a claiming race for non-winners of two lifetime. Three-year-olds and up going a mile and a 16th. And I took the horse on the inside, Why Paul Why, mainly because this horse has had a race over the track, is dropping in class. And the, a lot of times those runbacks, they, they get a start and then they run back. Win or not, they're uh, awfully dangerous second time out in the meet. Uh, quarterback Dak for Wesley Ward, I think, is the one you got to beat. Uh, you could probably stop there, but I'm going to go a little deeper, take a drink, getting a Giroux to ride there, and then the 9L Supremo for uh, Brett Calhoun has some uh, solid performances. So I'm going to use those four in the pick four, but why Paul Why is on top for me in the 10th. How about you? Um, I went. I'll, I'll, I'll use him, but I'll, I think quarterback Dak is my pick here. Uh, coming out of a fifty thousand dollar allowance uh, starter allowance, um, the horse won uh, broke his maiden at, at thirty thousand for Churchill. Came back and and ran ran okay at a Keeneland track at, at, at Keeneland at a thirty thousand claimer. Moved it up to seventy five and almost won a seventy five thousand dollar optional or claimer optional claimer at Arlington on the turf. So the horse is very versatile. Last four. Buyers been between 71 and 77 on much different surfaces. Called a wet, fast track at Churchill, a sloppy track at Keeneland. Uh, the one thing that you don't know is how well he's going to run on a dry dirt track because he hadn't had that in his career. But Wesley Ward, um, Corrales has been hot here the last couple of days, so I'm going to take quarterback Dak. I'm going to use why, why, Paul, why. 
I'm going to also use El Supremo on the outside for Brett Calhoun. Stop there with three horses in the pick four. So $300,000 guaranteed pick four starting in race seven. What's your ticket look like? I have six deep in the first leg. Leg three, four, five, seven, ten, eleven. 10, 11, uh, with my top two picks being three tipsy chicks and thinking. Uh, two, four, seven in the second leg with Don't Play Rockets, Midnight Tea Time, and my top pick, Corelli. And then in the Raven Run, I use three horses, four graces, the two, uh, the four, uh, I'm sorry, the five, Venetian Harbor, and the six, Reagan's Edge. And then in the last leg, <clears throat> excuse me, one, two, nine with YY Paul Y, quarterback deck, my top pick, and the nine horse. So three, four, five, seven, ten, eleven with two, four, seven with two, five, six with one, two, nine for an eighty-one dollar ticket. Ended up with a sixty-four dollar <clears throat> ticket in here. I go three, five, ten, eleven in the first leg. Second race two, seven, nine, ten. If you want to go deeper, I'd add midnight tea time, but I was trying to keep the ticket a little lower. I'm just going to use four graces in Venetian Harbor, two and five in the third leg, and then one, two, eight, nine to finish for a $64 ticket on the late pick four on a really nice uh, Saturday card. Um, you're going to enjoy uh, uh, taking a look at this one as you uh, move through the day. Some, uh, I think, uh, opportunities for you know, some decent prices, I think. Nothing, I didn't see any huge long shot prospects, but uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, especially chalky. So, uh, good luck with your plays on the Saturday card. We'll be back for the Sunday edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.